Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded July 28, 2020. I'm Lori Calvasina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today, we're talking about the 2020 election and its implications for the U.S. equity market. The big things you need to know? First, we've put together a sector playbook based on the policy leanings of the Biden campaign. Second, Biden's proposed increase in the corporate tax rate is a key challenge for the stock market. And third, we continue to view the election as a mild negative catalyst for U.S. equities in the second half of 2020. If you'd like more details, here's another seven minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can now subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it to help other listeners find the show. Now the details. Let's start with the Biden sector playbook. We've been getting a lot of inbound questions from investors on this topic, as Biden has started to release specific details on his economic agenda. To put the playbook together, we conducted a survey of RBC's U.S. equity analysts, asking them what the outlook is for the industries they cover if Biden wins in November and Democrats sweep Congress. In total, 58% said the outlook would be bearish or very bearish for their industries. When we aggregate their views by the 11 major sectors, the outlook is bullish for utilities, neutral for REITs, communication services, and consumer staples, mixed for healthcare and materials, with positive implications seen for some industries and negative implications seen for others, slightly bearish for technology, neutral outlooks for certain industries like software and IT services, and bearish for others, and bearish for energy, consumer discretionary, industrials, and financials. Most outlooks for most industries in these sectors fell in the bearish category. Overall, our survey results suggest that at least part of the Biden playbook is to lean into defensive and secular growth-oriented sectors while leaning away from cyclical and value-oriented sectors. Moving on to why Biden's proposed increase in the corporate tax rate is a key challenge for the stock market. Biden's call to lift the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28% has been a major concern of U.S. equity investors. We view it as a negative for the broader market and consider it to be more of a risk to the market as a whole than to a particular set of sectors. Our analyst survey confirms something we learned in 2018 that a major increase in the corporate tax rate would be a meaningful negative for nine out of the 11 gig sectors. REITs and utilities are the exceptions. REITs don't pay corporate taxes and utilities pass them through to their customers. In terms of broader market performance, we expect any negative impact from an increase in the corporate tax rate to be priced in well in advance. The benefits of a lower rate were priced in well ahead of the passage and implementation of Trump's corporate tax cuts, which passed December 2017 and took effect in 2018. Stocks roared higher in 2017 and experienced a major peak in January 2018. That run-up occurred despite the fact that the specifics of the plan were vague up until passage and companies and sell-side analysts were unable to adjust their earnings forecast properly ahead of implementation due to a lack of guidance and specifics from the government. 
In terms of the potential impact of hikes to future S&P 500 EPS, it's impossible to know exactly what the hit of a shift from 21% to 28% would be at this point in time without having the full details. But it is worth noting that when we raise the effective tax rate in our S&P EPS model by 7% for 2018 to 2019 actuals and 2020 to 2021 forecasts, the reduction to EPS is roughly 9% in any of those years. Wrapping up with why we continue to view the election as a negative catalyst for U.S. equities in the second half of 2020. We continue to view the election as a negative catalyst, but think any pain associated with a Biden win would be milder than what would have occurred under Sanders or Warren, in the 10% or less range as opposed to the 15 to 20% range. Three reasons. First, our analysts view a Biden win as a negative outcome for 58% of the industries they cover. Now, we did this same exercise for Sanders in March and Warren in October. Sanders was viewed as negative for 79% of industries and Warren for 65%. So Biden is a less negative outlook overall from a policy or fundamental perspective. Second, the degree of concern also differs. Our analysts are more likely to rate Biden as a bearish outcome than a very bearish outcome. But when we did this exercise for Sanders and Warren, Nearly half of those who said these candidates were negative outcomes for their industries saw them as very bearish as opposed to simply bearish. And third, historical trading patterns in election years have been inconsistent over time. But it is worth noting that in election years where stocks pull back as the contest draws near, the median decline in the S&P is about 9%. Separately, we think any Biden-driven decline would be short-lived. Stock market volatility tends to spike when political uncertainty rises, but stocks still tend to rise over time regardless of which parties control the White House and Congress. In fact, the average annual gain in years where Democrats control the White House, Senate, and the House is actually about 9%, in line with historical trend. It's possible we're wrong about the election being a mild negative for the market. There are two reasons why our cautious view may be too conservative. First, stocks have started to trade in sync with expectations Biden will win in the betting markets. It's possible the market is changing its mind about Trump being the better outcome. But for now, we discount this theory. It contradicts our July analyst survey and an investor survey we did in late June. The stock market's latest big move has been driven by tech, and both tech and Biden have benefited from worsening virus trends. We do expect assessments of policy to dominate the tape, as the election draws closer. Second, virus trends may improve, which could help Trump's chances. There's still a lot of time for things to change. Political polls suggest Trump's chances have suffered to due to disapproval over his handling of the coronavirus, but new cases in the U.S. may be leveling off, driven by better trends in some of the battleground states where Biden's polling data has been getting better. On the flip side, if the results of the election are contested, U.S. equities could fall more than we expect. Concerns about voting by mail are high for 2020. In 2000, when it took five weeks to settle the outcome of the race, the S&P fell 12% from Election Day to its late December low. If you start with the September high of that year, the drop totaled 17%. A protracted fight in 2020 over the results could hit markets even harder. That's all for now. Thanks for listening please reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. 
This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.